Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. Vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with this week's episode of Vibe with Five. You got here myself, 12 point Joel Bayer. You got here six point Rio Ferdinand and six point Stephen Housen. Well done on the meaty 1 0 win against Southampton this weekend. Okay, cool. Let's get into it because I know you guys want to talk about it. I had Steve texting me, oh, Man United are back. Uh, Lissandro Martinez, man of the match performance. I don't really care, but I understand that there's people on this channel that do care. So go on, Rio. I want you to give me your thoughts on Man United's performance uh, this weekend. A little bit meaty, in my opinion, but it's always good to hear what you have to say. Yes, guys. Morning. Good to see you, Joel. Got the shades on. Obviously, been to Carnival this weekend. Look at the state of your eyes behind that. It's the only reason you can be wearing shades, man. Um, well, you know what? It's um, it's mad. I mean, United, obviously, after the Liverpool game, everyone was like, oh, are they going to win? Are they going to get the result? Are they going to perform? You could say it was a, an average performance. Those performances were nothing too dissimilar to what we used to do when we used to go away to, to, to opponents sometimes, where you grind the result out and you get in and get out, keep a clean sheet, and you're happy going back up the motorway to Manchester. And then under current circumstances, I thought it was a fantastic result and a very solid and decent performance, which was very much needed after the game against Liverpool, where it's not hard to get yourself up for a game against Liverpool like that when the, the stadium was bouncing. I wasn't at the stadium, but people I've spoken to said, listen, it was like a throwback to 10, 15 years ago when we were the, the success was there in my time when the place used to absolutely rock. And it hasn't had that energy for years. So to see that and the guys, the, the way the players responded to the, to the crowd and got the result, the next result was always going to be critical um, to continue the, the, the rebuild of, of confidence, of character, of personalities, obviously aligning to the manager's tactical approach now. And I think it's, um, it's, it's, it's important that the, the players got the result, but it's important also that the players continue getting that winning feeling and starting. And you can only create the culture also while you start getting positive results as well. As much as the manager wants to talk and to say this, that and the other tactically and, and build this and that behind the scenes, he needs the results to back up what he's pre um, preaching in the training sessions. And he's had that the last two weeks and long might continue. Uh, Steve, this, the side never changed. It was the same side that you faced against Liverpool. <laughs> is it fair to say that this is what we're going to be seeing for the majority of the season, obviously with Casemiro coming in for McTominay? Uh, well, I would assume Anthony comes in. I don't think you spend a hundred million euros with and just sit the guy on the bench. I think that would be a strange move. Um, I, I was a little disappointed, right? A lot of people were saying you don't change a winning team. Well, of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you can change a winning team when the whole tactical nature of probably wanting to have, I know it ended up being 50-50 in terms of possession, but you're probably expected to have more of the ball. Southampton like to play without the ball. Where we had like 30-something percent possession against Liverpool, it's an entirely different game of football. So I wanted to see us go and maybe dominate the ball a little bit. And I thought we'd have done that better without Scott McTominay. I understand the reasons for maybe not starting Casemiro. Um, but there's other players that you could have played. Donny van der Beek still can't get a shirt, despite the man coming from Holland. That, that actually gave him his, his start in football. Like, I would like to have seen United try to dominate the ball. Yes, you've got to be wary of Southampton in your own encounter. And they, they had a couple of periods in the game where they was very, very dominant with it. But like Rio said, winning 1-0 winning is awesome because you've always had to fight for a 1-0. You've right, well, always well, had to show it, character. What? Winning 1-0 is awesome. I understand. Rio, tell me which one of you to say no, winning 1-0 no, no, is the no. best. You boot your legacy on one nils. Don't even try it, please. Your whole legacy no, and your no, 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 no. in the beginning, in the beginning, 
Boring, boring Arsenal. I know it. I know it. Yeah. Don't but, on circumstances, but, May United take a one nil away at Southampton. Trust me, all day long. No, you do. You do because to be honest with you, I had you as losing one nil. If I'm to be very honest with you, so in regards yeah. to that world, that no, I did. I, I did. I told you. Together. I told you. I told you. Like, listen. Sorry, go and carry on, Steve. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Awesome win, gone. Yeah, I think um, I think United's team will change. I think it'll evolve. I think they'll they'll want to hold more possession. I think what he's bought in Casemiro and what he's bought in Martinez and and hopefully in Anthony as well. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, he's bought some character, and United sorely, 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 sorely needed character. Um, and I think these two are, are going to bring that. He's only on the pitch for like ten minutes, but Casemiro was just everything he did was a correct decision. Everything he did was. What everything Martinez is doing is front foot defending. And everything that Casemiro does is front foot defending. And I love that. I don't really like the passive sit off, let it happen, deal with it last minute stuff. I like to go and get at teams. And I think the way Ten Hag wants to bully and squeeze and, and press, I, th I think they both really suit what he's about. I, I, I agree in that. And, and, but also, I would say that not changing the team is allowing people to build relationships. And I think that's a huge part of it. It's not necessarily who we think is the best player or whatever. It's sometimes who plays best together within the system that he's got and in the team that he's trying to create. And it goes back to what we spoke about on BT, the, the, the centre-back partnership. He's played them twice now together. And you look at that and you go, whoa, Harry Maguire sitting there probably scratching his head thinking, not even about United as much. He's probably thinking United immediately now, but he's obviously looking long-term and thinking England. I could be not in the England team because I won't be playing here if this continues. If these two strike up the partnership that looks like it's kind of mustering up together now, I won't play for not only for Man United, but England's going to be a problem for me. So if I'm him, if I'm Harry Maguire, I, there's a concern for me there. But I think Eric Ten Hag has to be selfish and think about only one thing in Man United, and that's it. And I think the way he spoke about Varane after the first game, his experience and what he brought to the team and what he brought to the other players, I think it's quite telling that he's going to be the first name on the team sheet in terms of a defender. And it's who Martinez has got the shirt at the moment. And it's like, he doesn't look like he's going to let that go. I love his energy. There's a lot about him that reminds me of Gabriel Heinzer. He's on the front foot. He's aggressive. I think he's probably a bit better on the ball, a bit better of a pass appreciation. But there's a lot of that tenacity and that Argentinian doggedness and ruggedness that he comes with. And he's going to be tested. He's going to have hard, harder games. Che Adams gave him a tough game at the weekend, but he came through it. It's, everyone keeps talking about his height, 5'9". You can't get away from that. He's, a, he's small for a centre-half in England. But at the moment, he's ticking the boxes and he's answering the questions. Yes. Real, he's won more aerial duels than anybody else in the league. I get that. But he hasn't played against a, a Haaland. He hasn't played against a... Uh, Chris Wood, he hasn't played against... Uh, I went through it the other day with Crouchy because Crouchy said, listen, I'll be licking my lips, really. If I'm playing against him, I am not playing anywhere else on the pitch other than against Man United's left-hand side. They got massive... Crouchy didn't jump when he jumped, though. He jumped he and he sort to... of folded in half and his head stayed the same height. Yeah, but he didn't need to jump. He just said, I'd go and stand there and play the ball into me and not one of them would win the ball near me. And, and that's true, but there isn't a Crouchy in the league. But they, you've got big strikers in other teams that would fancy their chances against him. Now they've got to go and do that. And he, he's aggressive. He puts people off. He puts his body against people. And so, yeah, I think if the, the game's a little bit different to when we played, though. We played, listen, you play against Kevin Davis, against Karachi, etc. These players, Duncan Ferguson, they would pick the weak point or the small guy in the team and go and stand on them. It doesn't really happen as much nowadays because the game is a little bit more free-flowing and structured and about passing and rotations etc but Dominic Calvert-Lewin I'm sure sitting there and thinking please let me be fit against Man United because I see chances back, back post against against those two so that is something they'll have to combat and I think that's where Ten Hag's tactics come in he wants to press the game and not allow teams time on the ball to be able to play balls into those dangerous areas where it may cause some problems maybe so we'll see but at the moment you can't can't argue he's, he's ticking the right boxes what did he say to you before the game, Ten Hag, yeah, yeah, yeah. He come over. He, he said hello. Listen, the media is such a big thing in the game. He knows that we're there, and we we have a, a big kind of voice and a big platform to speak. Obviously, with Viber Five um, and being on on BT. So 
he came over, said hello, hope you're well, etc. Nothing too deep, to be fair. I just said, listen, I just wished him good luck, man. I want him to do well. Every man, main night manager that comes in, I'm a fan. I want him to do well. So I wish him the best. He looks like a really focused and intense guy. I see him standing there watching the guys warm up and stuff. And he's a man, he seems of detail, but also he seems like a disciplinarian. He's, he's there to make sure people are doing things right. And speaking to a few of the guys behind the scenes, it's always nice to catch up with the, the backroom staff and the guys that are there now that when I was there. And the atmosphere behind the scenes seems so much more positive than I've seen it in the last few years. People are smiling. People are saying, you know what? It feels nice again. It feels good again. It feels good to be here. So there's a lot of positivity coming up. Um, and, and as I said, it has to be backed up by results for it to continue. Uh, I was just going to go back to the Martinez stats. He was man of the match. 100% ground jewels won. 100% successful dribbles. 61 touches. 48 passes. 7 clearances. Five out of five aerial duels won and four interceptions. That's some top stats, man. I can't even lie. That's that's really, really good. Especially, Do you know what, uh, Joe, as well? Yeah. When I watch him and Varane, see the first game against Brighton, the, goal, yeah. the first goal, Danny Welbeck runs across Martinez. Maguire mm -hmm. doesn't see it. He doesn't communicate. There's no communication. These two, there seems one's covering, one's going in. Like Martinez wants to go in and wants to go on. What's, what's Steve? What's Steve doing? Martinez wants to go in and wants to be, be aggressive. Varane's happy sweeping. This seems like a partnership. Their, their, their best attributes seem to complement the other one, if you know what I'm saying. So they'd see, and you need to find Malassia's attributes. He's aggressive as well. He gets out to people. He sprints back when if someone gets past him. Do you know what I mean, the early signs are very, very. That left back, that left back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve's wanted Maguire and Shaw out for ages. Yeah. He put, oh, he put, put, it, he put a tweet. Steve, he put the tweet. What year was it? nailed it. What year was the tweet, Steve? Oh, about 1994. <laughs> this guy, man. <laughs> oh, I think it's, oh, man. I oh, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was October. Was it October 2020. Before we go back to focusing on the crutches of the match, um, you know, Pre-match, ooh, ooh, my friend Ronaldo squirts water on my ankle. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> mates, uh, you know what I mean? That's what you, no, you, you know what, he, like, saw, he, he saw I had suede shoes on, it. He saw my, my, my drip was looking unbelievable. The, the wardrobe was phenomenal on the day. Perfect for the... Well, for which the, Caribbean yeah. island you thought you was on Aldi in when you was at work? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in Southampton near the water. What ones you want? Mate. You know I mean? I'm near look, the docks. You know, one of the I'm guys on the tweet said Rio looks like a soldier. Like looking like you've been hitting the uh, gym. You know, someone said, oh, has, Rio, has Rio cut down his, uh, his suit that you signed him? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it was? It was, um, he saw oh. the, he saw the clothes and he thought, I can't let Rio come here and overshadow me at you just with his clothes before the game. So he, he started spraying water on my suede shoes, bro. I almost got him in a headlock, I've got to be honest. No, nah, you, you <laughs> look like you was going to turn around and slap someone, then you realised it was CR7. You went, oh, oh, the retainer. You know what did, you, did anyone see the clip of uh, me, Crashy and Scalzi playing two-touch? Nah, I missed it. Oh, mate. The standard was unbelievable. Then when the cameras yeah. came on and it went live, Crashy, yeah. mate, hit off your shins. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Is it? Uh, and that's why he didn't play for Man United. Speaking of, uh, speaking of the throwback, it was just the anniversary, wasn't it, of, uh, of your joining United last week? Yeah, 20 years, With man. that stupid blonde haircut. Cool. 20 years. Yeah. Can we bring that blonde haircut back if we win the league? If we win the league, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. If we win the league, I'll do it. I could be, I could be, I could be a very old man by then. Oh, do you know what though? Man. It's all love though, isn't it? Because we've just won the league. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was 20, gonna... years, 20 years, man. It's like I didn't realise it was that long. But um mm. it, it, it's nostalgic, man. It makes you sit there and go, whoa, beautiful times, great times. And like Nani said on a previous interview we done last week. Like those times are some of the best times you'll ever have in your life. Mm. So just just remember them with, with joy and a smile. So it's good. Do you know do you know what it is? Before I, I go back to Bruno Fernandez, I want to say during those times, Rio, it's like see when Haaland signs for Man City, obviously as Man United fans, you don't want Man City to win the league, but you can't help to be excited, but to be excited when you've got such a player signing and you want to see how they're going to, you know, do in the league, how they're going to do in that team. And it felt the same when you signed for United. It's like, all right, let's see what he can do now. He got bought for 18 million, which at the time I thought that's enough, a lot as it is. What is he going to do? Like 30 million pounds? Crazy. 30, 
30 million it was. Hey, it's, it, is, it is like, it's pressure, man. And that's what I'm saying. These new signings, Martinez coming in, he looks like he's not got a bit of pressure. Yeah, it's like he ain't seen the price tag, the way mm. he's, he's moving at, at Man United. Anthony, sure. you hope, comes in at the levels he's coming in, £100 million or roughly around that, that figure, that he comes in and he does, does, that doesn't weigh heavy on his neck. Because you look at Grealish last year, he wasn't the same Grealish that played at Aston Villa. So you, you, it can weigh heavy. Is he won the league, so he's happy. So it doesn't matter. But you don't. They, it seems sometimes when players come in under big transfer fees, they don't play with the freedom that they had before. And that can that can be a couple of things. It can be the price tag weighing heavy and the pressure and the attention on being under the spotlight, a new environment and club and culture that they're not used to, and a team set up that they're not used to. They're, those three things are big things that, that come into play when you sign. But you have to have the personality and character to deal with all that. That's a big thing. And so, Anthony, people forget as well, you put, you're spending that money on Anthony. He's not the finished article. He's 22 years old. So, he's still, he's still you're buying potential, really, at 22 years old to go in and, and perform. So, he, he, don't expect that he's going to come in and be absolutely fire from the first day. Don't just do because, that. Don't no, no, do just, that, Leo. Because when we signed Pepe, you was the first guy to me on the blower going, oh, 72 mil, he better perform. So please did I say that? You did, you called me up and oh, you said no, you're lying, you're lying, you're yeah. lying. <laughs> but what I mean, yeah, is that Scoldy said it well the other day. You've got to forget the price tag nowadays because the prices are just stupid. They're out, they're outlandish. And judge them for what they are and who they are and the timing of when they're coming to a club. Martin is just far, a bit more experienced. Um, and you look at Anthony and you go, you know what? He's got a great potential. Let's see what he can do. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Cristiano Go Ronaldo didn't start, even though Anthony Martial was injured. And Cristiano Ronaldo's just seen Rashford or Alanga just selecting over him. I know Cristiano Ronaldo is not happy with that, regardless of what you want to say here now, regardless of what he's putting out there into the world. There's no way Cristiano Ronaldo is happy. And I don't think there's any way he stays at United in the next five days. Whether he stays or not, none of us know. Um, but I, knowing Cristiano, I know for a fact that he will be absolutely fuming right now. Forget who's starting in front of him, that he's, that, that he's not starting. You don't get to do what he's done in his career over this amazing amount of time at the levels that he's been playing being somebody who's going to sit there and accept not starting and and, and and being a sub for a team that ain't in the Champions League. So that you can't sit there. People can't sit there and say, oh, he should be fine. He should be all right. He should just be a team player. It, for, for some people, that's cool. But Cristiano Ronaldo is not built like that. So you can't expect him to change at 37. It would have been the same at 21. He, can't, he, he won't change. And we were talking again before the game with Scolzi and we were talking about... I remember when, when, when Bex got dropped for a, a couple of games when the Madrid game etc he's fuming superstars are built different they don't believe they have bad games they don't believe they don't play well they don't believe that they get things wrong in the game because they are so hell-bent on success and their belief in their skills and themselves that they don't see failures they don't see things that go wrong all it is in their mind is that I, I know what I bring to the table and Cristiano Ronaldo whatever anyone says about running um, pressing, etc. He will be sitting there going, "I scored twenty-four goals last year. Talk to me." The hardest thing to do in football is put the ball in the back of the net, and I've done it twenty-four times last year. How many times did anybody else get near that in this team? He got most Cristiano Ronaldo, and he knows these things, these stats, because he's he, he looks at everything. And he'll be going. Also, I I got my team more points than any player last year with the goals I scored. 14 points, I think it is, that he got. The next person was 12. He got his team more points than anybody. So when people say that he may be at fault, he'll be sitting there going, whether you believe it or not, or you, you think that he doesn't press or whatever, he doesn't suit the team, he'll be sitting there going, yeah, but who done more than me, than me to get us to the position where he was? That's all he'll be saying. So he will definitely not be Go on, Aaron. One, does he stay or does he go? I think he... he it all depends on, on on if he's going to go to a team. I don't I don't think that I don't think he'll go because I just don't think there's anybody going to be able to pay his wages. I heard Napoli known as a possibility though. 
Yeah, but I think Napoli's only a possibility if Osiman goes to Man United. They want us to pay his wages too, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, I just, I just think, I think, I think financially, I don't think there's, it's, it's going to be cap capable of happening in this window. Okay, so if he stays, how does he get back? Because Ronaldo sitting on the bench might be absolutely bonkers. And I can't imagine he's nice to be around in training if he's on the bench week in, week out. Mm. I, I I believe that the professional elements in him will come out and he'll be and he's calculated and intelligent enough to not want to destabilize the regime. He maybe prickly at times etc but you will not see a, a, a drop in in terms of intensity and focus and professionalism um he may not uh, in terms of engaging with with people as much as he did before um i don't think he'll maybe be as he won't come forward with it as much maybe but i don't think he'll be he's he, like standoffish and blank people and be uh, an absolute kind of eyesore in the place i don't think he's like that and naturally, he likes to have a laugh. As much as people try and paint him as somebody who's a little bit arrogant and 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 kind of you kind of abrasive, he actually you see the clips when he come up to me the other day at BT and Scolzi and, and Roy the other mm -hmm. day. He actually, with his teammates, loves having a laugh. So I don't see that changing. I think he, he he'll. It's hard for people around him, maybe because of the star that he is and the person that they know that his his standards are so high. And if he's sub. Other people become a little bit awkward around him. And I think that's the problem with a manager. The, the question the manager has to be able to deal, answer himself. Can you deal with having somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo where every time he doesn't play, eyebrows are raised? And can you control and, 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 and deal with all of the other things that go around when you don't play him? That's a good point, you know. He was, yeah. he was, he seemed like he was in a professional mood when he was around you, to be fair. Like, and it gave us, the fans, like, an insight, football fans, that is, not United fans, an insight on what it's like, you know what I mean, to see the real Cristiano Ronaldo, which you know and we don't, you know? Mm. Yeah. But, guys, it's been beautiful talking about Man United. Oh, no, wait, just before I move on, Rio, just a real quick one on this. Regardless of what you say about Man United, Bruno Fernandes is playing better without him in the team. Is Bruno this... Fernandes is playing better. Yes, Ronaldo hasn't played, but also with the armband on his arm. He's got the armband on his arm and, he, and the manager said the other day he seems to respond so well with that responsibility. I think there are players that want the spotlight, want to be the main man. I think Bruno's one of them. It's not a, to a detriment. That's not a negative thing. I just think some people like to feel the responsibility, want the armband on their shoulder, want to feel like, yeah, I'm the guy. And the first, that against Liverpool and against um, Southampton, he's put in two very good performances. He didn't play particularly well against Southampton, but he was... To get the match winner, the deciding factor. His energy levels are good. Um, tactically, he's been a lot more um, disciplined this year than, than I've seen him last year. He's been more disciplined. He's, he's understanding what's needed and what's asked of him, and he's really sticking to it. And um, Bruno plays like this. He's a top player, 100%, no doubt in my mind. All right, guys. I think actually, I think he's not just more disciplined, but he's playing more of an attacking midfielder than a second striker this year. It's almost mm. like he's only a tiny bit ahead of where Ericsson is, uh, it, and mm. rather than being an auxiliary centre forward, I just want to say big, big shout out to United for the pattern that that goal came off. I thought it was oh. absolutely beautiful. Great goal! Third man run to penetrate, cross into the box. The two other strikers have, have taken away the entire back four. Midfield's not done its job. Bruno's in space, and it's not an easy finish from there. Straightforward, oh. but not easy. Hard Brilliant finish. goal. I mean, if Arsenal had scored a goal that, that beautiful, we'd have been, oh, been wearing cake. cake. Yeah. Ree, um, I don't know if you've been seeing the news, man. This Paul Pogba situation. What is going on? Apparently, his brother is involved in some sort of um, extortionate like scam towards Paul Pogba and his mates as well. Apparently, the incident happened in April or May. Uh, they're trying to, trying to obtain between 11 to 13 million pounds from him. I don't understand what's going on, you know. His brother's come out and said, well, there's more to the story, talking about which doctors that Pogba went to in regards to Kylian Mbappe. I just don't understand. Do you have any insight on that? 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bro, it sounds like a movie. Like, uh, listen, I genuinely hope that it isn't true. Um, I know and speak to um, different members of the family, obviously including Paul. Um, so I... I this has come out of nowhere to me, man. Like everyone else, and I'm just thinking, well, this, this, this is this is this is a Steven Spielberg script that's been written. Um, I just hope it's that there's there's no real truth in it, and that the family um, remain close knit, and there isn't this kind of squabbling or, or, or incident that's gone on. I just hope this has been a fabricated story that's come out of nowhere. So um, I'm sure in the coming days, weeks, months, we'll find out a bit more about it, um, but. I genuinely hope. I don't like scandal within families, feuds within families. No one wins. Um, so I, I genuinely hope that, again, the Pogba family uh, come out of this unscathed and it's, it's something that's kind of been mis, mis... We're all misinformed of it and the, and the media have run away with a story that has no legs, we hope. Have you have you ever been in a situation where people have tried to like take advantage or any footballers that you know? Because... You know, people just look at you and they think, yeah, let's cash cow. Let's see what we can do. Any friends, Any anything like that? No, not extortion. I've, I've seen people, I know people that have been robbed and stuff like that. And no players that have been robbed. We've all we've heard about a few players. that. Have been and Damian even robbed in Barcelona. Um, Damian yeah. this week, yeah. So this it's happened, but me personally, Touchwood, I ain't, I ain't been involved in nothing like that. But I think sometimes that's why you've got to move carefully when you're on social media these days and, you're showcasing a lot of jewelry and and the lavish lavishness that some people show on 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 these platforms. I think you've got to find a good balance of it because the more you show, the more of a target you become. Um, and there are people out there with red eyes who will be looking and going, you know what? I don't like that. The, the current climate as well. People are under more stress than they've ever been in terms of financially within their homes. The bills and stuff are going up and going through the roof. So when people are showing off a little bit or just showing stuff that they've got, I think people got a right to show, but you've got to understand the current climate and the way things are. There are people out there that are desperate. There are people out there that are either red eye or desperate or jealous that don't want to see other people doing that. And so you've got to be mindful of that a little bit. And it's unfortunate because I think everybody should live the way they want to live. But if the world's not like that. And you've done really well with the security, by the way. Like, top, top security is important. So I think that's a, a massive... Yeah, you know what? I, I, I believe that, like, you should have... Everyone should have security. Like, even dogs and stuff. Like, I've got mad dogs in my ass. And, and mm. I think people should... You've got the, you have the resources to mm. protect yourself and your family. I'm not saying it's going to do it's going to do everything and you ain't going to get robbed. But it puts boundaries in place. And a lot of these players have got a lot of resources that they could put people in place to protect them. Um and I, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Anyway, let's move on, Joe. Go on. Yeah, let's move it on to uh, Arsenal because you guys want to talk about Arsenal. A fantastic 2-1 win against Fulham. Um, goals from Odegaard. 
and Gabriel for Fulham. Goals by Mitrovic. Well done, Steve. I'm sure he's still in your fantasy team. Yep, killing it. Oh, my fantasy team this week needed a fire extinguisher. Oh, fire. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, you're on fire. You know, um, Captain Haaland. Yeah, don't worry about it. I want to talk about the performance, Rio. Um, well, my, my opinion, dream team or, um, or of nah, nah, your forget, relegation team. Forget your dream team. It's all about the badge. Um, when you look at Arsenal's win this weekend, I think for me, it meant a lot because it was a bit similar to what you said about the Southampton game. Yes, you guys had to follow up after the Liverpool game, but for us, you know, three point, uh, three, sorry, three games, three wins, pressures on. Arsenal memes are coming out. You Where know, was it? Where was the game? It was at the Emirates. Oh, know. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was an important one because obviously the Fulham, they, they, they've been all right. We have to give a massive shout out to Fulham, by the way, because we've had Fulham fans like my mate Jike, who keeps complaining to Rio Rigg, oh, you're not talking about Fulham. Why are you not talking about Fulham? Yeah, actually, like, let's talk about Fulham. Arsenal have only just managed to replicate what, who did? Was it Forest Green midweek? <laughs> Your mate said, oh, let's talk about Fulham. What's there to yeah, talk about? Let's talk about Fulham. Yeah, Mitrovic. That's the only thing to talk about over there. Literally. I'm sorry, sorry, it wasn't, sorry, let's get it right. It was Crawley Town. No, no, oh, Crawley, by the way, yeah, they, they, they didn't concede against them either, Joel. So Crawley Town yeah. beat them 2-0. Go on, as you were saying, you beat them 2-1, right? Yeah, we beat him 2-1, but it was a more high-pressure pressure game. Um, Mitch, pressure. You know, Mitrovic... What, what do you mean, high-pressure? You're playing against the fav one of the favourites for relegation. That's, that's all they've played all season. Be, that's not going to be an easy game. Do you, you saw how they played Crystal against Palace. They've got, they've Crystal got Palace. Crystal Palace with no pre-season. Leicester, who are... Leicester are in trouble, mate. Leicester are sinking. You can't say high-pressure when you're playing against a relegation favourite. No, 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 no. But it was you know why? Because just at home... No, listen to what I'm saying. Can we break it down first? We needed right. to win that game because people, some people, i.e. people on this channel, were going around saying, oh, Arsenal, it's only a matter of time. Watch what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. You know, so we actually had to show you guys that it's not a fluke, you know. Pre-season weren't a joke, like I said to you guys last time. Pre-season was serious. And we've been able to replicate that form. Games against Palace, you thought we were going to you, you we lose. Remember? You thought we were going to lose. There's a good game. chance you win seven on the bounce, in all honesty. Okay, you've yeah. played now you want to change your tone. In Palace. You've played relegation fodder in Leicester. We've got you. You've played we've relegation got you in fodder in Bournemouth. Liverpool nearly put 10 past them. You're out here like, after three. We've got, we've got, then no, you've played Fulham. Next you've got, like, more, though, you've got you Aston Villa. And Stevie G knows we're coming for him because of how shit he is, right? <laughs> then you've got United. And you might get a result against United. You really might. Then you've got yeah. Everton. And Frank Lampard's uh, getting it as well because he's shit, right? So you might go and you might only drop one point. Yeah. Or yeah, you might even might. get a draw against United. You were expected to be high up. Wait till you get to See, October. You're going to go near with glasses because you're crying. See, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that there's some expectation with my club. Because you know what? Last year in the season before, you couldn't have even said that with those performances. When you you listen, let me read October out, right? Against this is October in the league only. Against Fulham last this is October year, October in the that. league only, Joel. Are you ready? It doesn't matter. Liverpool. Sorry, it Tottenham. Doesn't matter. Liverpool. Is Leeds, Gabriel Jesus, City, Southampton. Is Forest. Oh, and Europa League. Oh. Is Gabriel Jesus the signing of the summer? Yes or no, so far? No, Haaland is the signing. Oh, come on. For that Harland, price. For the price Harland that we're for. Haaland was what? £57 million? Listen, man. Lissandro Milan is now player of the year. He's only played twice. Don't, don't be talking about Martinez, mate. Because he's Harland out there getting outjumped by Ben Lee. We ain't forgot that. You're saying that Jesus is the signing of the summer. Haaland is. is coming. How many goals is. has he banged? And he not scored in two games. Haaland, Haaland. But guess what? But guess what, yeah? If you look at Gabriel Jesus, even when he doesn't score, his contribution is even higher than Haaland. It's the truth. Mate, when it comes to an effect, when it comes to an effect, Rio, Gabriel Jesus coming in the team and Zinchenko, right? They've lifted up our team. They've changed the makeup of the whole Zinchenko club. Zinchenko didn't even play at the weekend. No, I'm just saying in general, them being in the team this season. Yeah. You can act like you don't know. You can act like you don't know, but you know. No, I, I think that Jesus' impact has been unreal, and I think he's been a fantastic signing, an absolute major signing for Arsenal. Mm, mm. But please don't go overboard like all Arsenal fans. Overboard do. how? How am I going overboard? You see some of them tweets this morning. How am I going overboard? When you've got, when you've got Haaland banging in a hat-trick at the weekend and you're going, oh, Jesus is overshadowing him still. What are you talking about? But he is. But he is. In yeah, listen, in terms of, if, I'm I'm sorry, but in that team, yeah, you would still be scoring hat tricks if you were in that position, man. The chance yeah, Jesus, should, Jesus should have been there. Why has he been sold? Because he won't. Well, I think he just doesn't oh, fit the oh, character. Oh. The character. <laughs> he chose to not play with a striker rather than play this witch. 
Oh, oh, man. Man. Listen, listen, you right? You bought a oh, left man. back who's not even really a left back when you already had I'm a good left that. back this weekend. Now Teta's realised it and played Tony. Listen, no, but obviously he needs game time. That's what happens. We can afford to do that because we're top of the mm. league. Do you know what I'm listen, saying? Listen, no, listen, you can afford to do it because you're playing part-timers. Arsenal were doing well. You ain't had a test yet. Very well. Let's just sit down, take the shades off and relax for a bit. Listen, right. you guys, we've got you in the 4th of September. Are you going to be at the game, October, Steve? Come to me in October. I'm going to get your actual fixtures in October. Are you, are you anyway. coming to the game on the 4th, Steve? Yes or no? I've had enough of Arsenal talk. Are we what? Steve, are you coming to the game on the 4th of October, uh, September? Yes or no? Yeah, let me let me just read you what your, oh, your bro, October looks care. like. Then, right? I don't care. You've got, you've, got, you've got Europa League fixtures in this, right? You've got to All play right. uh, Bodo Glimp. Home and away, and you've got to pay, yeah. play PSV away in between playing Tottenham, Liverpool, Leeds, Ars uh, sorry, City, Southampton, and Nottingham Forest. Your you head is going to be all right, guys. Best. We'll be all right. Oh my Moving God. It on. You've got Moving it one, on, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Steve. games. Nine care, games, Steve. Joel. We'll How many of them are you going to win? Two. We'll be good. Don't worry. No, no, worry. We'll be all right. All right. Yeah, Remember, let's you move on, Joel. Move on. All right, Man City beating Palace 4-2. The battle, well, I say the battle. Haaland coming in with a hat-trick. Listen, man, he was moving monstrous. You see for that third goal, Rio, where he was telling man, where he's telling the man, put the ball here, put the ball here. Like, I'm telling you what, yeah, Ward had no chance. When he came in, he bounced him off, he finished it. And I thought to myself, this guy is an absolute Joel, monster. Uh, Steve was talking about how good the centre-back is at um, Palace. What's his name, the one they got from Fulham? Which one? Uh, is he Danish? What's he? Oh, the blonde guy. They bought him from Fulham, the centre back. Palace have got how good he is. He's good pass and all that. Huh? Anderson. Anderson. Watch he's defending on that goal. He, he basically opens up a lane and says, right, play it to him, please. Horrendous yeah. defending. Like, don't know where he is. And then to be fair, he bounces Ward off like he's a, like he's a toddler and like, and just slots it. Like he. he he scored three good goals, three different goals, and three goals that he's going to get opportunities all through the year. A tap in in the six-yard box, a header in and around the penalty spot, and a ball played through so he's running onto. Mate, the geezer's going to smash. He's going to smash it. Sir, I, I, I love the way he plays, and you know what I love about him is what we used to do as well. He celebrates every goal like it's a, a cup winner. It's yeah. like he loves it. He absolutely loves it, and the crowd feed off him. And it's it, Man City. You saw the way. Did you see the way Pep? We need to get a picture of the way Pep was hugging him. It was how Pep was hugging him. Was at a school prom as a kid. Mm. You know what I mean? When you hug up. Oh, like I'm not letting go. Like them young kids hugs when they when you're in, you're mm. a young kid. It's your first hug that you've ever had in your life. That's what it was like. I ain't letting him go. I've I've, I've got here. Do you know the crown. There's um. There's Arsenal fans out here saying that um. Haaland's only going to score 12 goals and Gabriel Jesus is going to get 20. Haaland's already halfway there. We're not even out of August yet. He's going to score a lot of goals. I thought the way City crossed it, when they didn't have a striker, but they had one oh, on the bench. Remember that? Yeah. Right? When they didn't have a striker last year, and they chose not to play with a striker because he was shit. Right? <laughs> when, when they was crossing the ball into the likes of Foden and stuff like that, you thought, what are they doing? They might have just been preparing for having Haaland come in because... I thought those crosses was always going to be a problem. Do you know those little sort of half space crosses to the other side? And that's where Haaland's sort of been finding some space and he is deadly in that area. And I think that's going to be a real asset for City. That's almost um, a bit of an evolution of how Pep plays. Usually you see him bounce a ball into the inside channel, hit the byline, cross it back to the penalty spot. That's where Aguero scored from. Now they've got this other sort of tool where they're finding loads and loads of space for an absolute machine like they've got in Haaland. It's worrying. You've just got to hope that there's some defensive frailties otherwise like there was against you know Palace. Steve, you know what? What the, the big difference when it's going to be very, from a tactical standpoint for opposition teams. Before, you could camp in and say to teams, cross the ball because they had no one. They had Aguero and Jesus who were both like, they're short of five foot ten, right? They're not going to cause you a problem from, from, from crosses. Now, if you say we're going to sit back and allow you to cross the ball, you, you've got Haaland in there who's causing havoc, who's going to be a threat. So teams, if they say, oh, we're going to sit back, Haaland can score from crosses. If they say, no, we've got to go out and stop the cross, that creates then spaces within that back four. 
in and around behind it, etc., for players like Foden, players like Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne to run into, and Haaland himself. The, the problems they've, they're giving teams now are more even than what they were given last season. So God help everybody. You know what? Um, I want us to quickly touch on Crystal Palace, Ree. Um, Eze, do you think he's finally ready to take the mantle if Zaha decides to leave? Yeah, I think other players will, will, will breathe as well a bit heavier, a bit, bit more, sorry, bit, they'll be a bit lighter because I think Zaha's the man there. He, he runs, a, runs a place and rightly so because he's, he's put down the groundwork and, and crazy performances and goals over the years. Fan favourite. Once he leaves, them other young guys that they've got in there, Elise, um, Eze, etc., they'll be able to grow and become the focus and the focal point of that team. Eze's a, a ridiculous talent. Great balance, great runner with the ball, great passing and, and weight of pass. But um, Palace, if they lose Zaha, man, it's a big, big loss for them. Um, I was saying that Chelsea are interested in him. I think I'd, I'd love to see him go to a big team and mm-hmm. get another chance of being at a big team and have an impact. He, done it, he, he didn't work for Man United. He's gone back to Palace, rebuilt himself again. And I think because of the hard work he's put in and the performances he's put in over the years, he's a determined young guy. He's, he's worked to deserve this opportunity now to go to, to someone like Chelsea if they are, we are right in hearing what we're being reported. Now, focusing on the another small team, smaller team, shall I say, uh, because apparently we don't focus on the smaller teams enough. Liverpool beating Bournemouth 9-0. Absolute madness. Like, I felt sorry for Scott Parker at the end, you know? Well, did you see the post interview? They're, they're, they're my favourite to go down. They're, they're, they're going down. Yeah. Where did you predict to go down? You you said 20th. I said 20th. I think everyone said 20th. That's yeah, why no one was getting gassed up when you lot beat them 3-0 last week. They're shit. Yeah, they're going down. I, I feel sorry they're for They're a championship for, team. Their recruitment never done enough. You look at the difference, the contrast in recruitment between them and Nottingham Forest. Like both opposite ends of the spectrum, mate. There's like, it's crazy. So without really investing properly in your team and coming up, it's very difficult to expect to kind of stay up. I know some teams have done it before. I think last season, I forget who came up and didn't really buy many players. I forget the name of the team. But that, that Brentford didn't buy loads and loads and loads of players, but stayed up. But Bournemouth don't seem capable of doing that. Teammates strong enough, not enough depth. Not for yeah. me. Diaz showing that he can use his head. Harvey Elliott with his first goal for Liverpool. I love the way he celebrated. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, brilliant performance. Wow. Yeah, did really, really well. Uh, Wait, nine, I, nine goals and Mo Salah don't score or assist. Mad, isn't it? Mad. I don't know. Fantasy teams. Only player mad. in my fantasy team that's not done best this week. I know. Firmino gets, I think he got two or three assists and, two. and two goals. Two goals, yeah. Yeah, no, and no, that Liverpool needed that though, Joe. They needed it because they yeah. Van Dijk had a great performance. I mean, you probably saw. Did you see the video that we had on the channel uh, with James Redmond? Um, did hang on, 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 hang on. They won nine nil. He could have yeah, been texting all the way through the game. Let's not. <laughs> was he under a lot of pressure, Joel? Oh my god! You have mean, to respond. Van Dijk had a great you performance. You have to respond. You can only respond with what's in front of you, and they did the job. You're such a hater. Man. Nothing in front of him. He won nine nil. If I won nine nil as a centre back, Joe, I have not played well. I've not had to go but out scored, there. Though, but he's scored, I'm not though. had to go out there and even do my laces. I'm not, at half time, I undo my boots and go out with laces undone, <laughs> shin pads off, socks rolled down, shirt out, collars up. It was he a could have gone and got in the pie queue for half the first half, and no one would have known. He probably was. All right, cool. So I'm running. I'm rattling through some of the real results right now. Nottingham Forest nil, Spurs two. Harry Kane with both goals, Mr. Penny as well. For my word, no, is he miss a penalty as well? Dean Henderson saved it. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Dean Henderson. Waving the hat around. Ashley no, what? He's, he's, he ruined my he ruined my fantasy team. I was winning up until that last goal, man. It killed me. Is it Dean Henderson? Um, right. This, this is where I think United have screwed up, man. Dean Henderson, I think, has saved ten out of eighteen penalties that he saved. Wow. What I'm saying. You're saying you want him back? You want him back at United? I don't think he's going to get back at United after that interview, but yeah, I think he was Dean right in saying that he could have challenged. Everyone's talking hey. about being good with your feet as a keeper under Ten Hag. Is Dean Anderson good enough with his feet to play for Ten Hag? He stats are better than last week. Oh, I'm just saying, forget the stats. We're signing the keeper to put pressure on him. Why wouldn't you just use the guy you had? No, with, with, with what you see, do you think he's good enough with his feet? Is he much better than David De Gea with his feet? He's better than De Gea. I wouldn't necessarily put him levels above, but I think he's he's got that confidence that De Gea's not got. 
He comes out of his box. He he dominates the six yard box, which Day has never done. Like, and he's out here saving penalties. We might have had an extra trophy if we could have saved some penalties. Wow. Wow. All right, guys. Chelsea 2, Leicester 1. Raheem Sterling getting off the mark. Two great goals. Harvey Barnes scoring for Leicester. Uh, Ree, what did you think of uh, Sterling's performance? He needed that. I spoke to um, Thomas Tuchel the other day. I'd done a, an interview with him the other day. Uh, it'll be coming out soon. And he was saying that it's just a matter of time before Raheem scores. We need him to score. He's going to be one of our main goal getters and we need him to, to, to get a goal as soon as possible. So he got his wish. Um, and he, he was talking about how good he is and how integral he's going to be for this team. Um, he's got the experience and he understands the winning culture. Um, but Raheem looks happy there, man. He looks really happy enjoying his football. And I think the big thing for Chelsea is they went out to 10 men as well. Conor Gallagher got sent off early in the game. So they played a big chunk of that game with 10 men. And so they showed the right spirit and character, especially after getting beat 3-0 the week before against Leicester Leeds. So it's a big game for them, um, but they come through it. And Raheem, I think for, for them, him getting, they, they, they probably didn't want anyone else if they were going to get a player of two goals to get them other than Raheem Sterling. So they got their wishes this week. Yeah, good performance. Brighton won, Leeds nil. Pascal Gross still doing his thing. Uh, Steve, you kept going on about this one in the group. Aston Villa nil, West Ham won. Pornos with a goal. Steve, what was you crying about in the group yesterday? Go on, talk to us. I'm crying. One, his brother, and he got a text yesterday as well saying, sort your shit out. Um, yeah. His brother's out here defending Anton. him. Micka Richards. Yeah, Anton. Micka Richards is out here defending him. Both of them like, oh, I believe Stevie's going to turn it around. Shut up, you pair of dicks, right? <laughs> Why is Steven Gerrard getting different treatments when else? What has he done in his career that makes you believe he can turn it around? Oh, he won in Scotland, did he? Cool. Well, I'm ninth in Cheshire Division 2. Why don't I get a Premier League job as well? It's about the same level, right? What's going on with the, the attitude in, I believe Steven Gerrard can turn it around? I'm going to pull out a quote from Micah Richards last season, talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? This is after we've lost to City. Our way, 2-0, right? Which is not the worst result you're ever going to hear, is it? 2-0 away to City. It's, it's one of those. Here's what uh, Micah Richards says. Managers get sacked for these sort of performances. Something has to give. Let's be real. Another manager could do a better job. Now, what I'll say is, Steven Gerrard has got a lower win rate at Villa than Dean Smith had, and he had a lower win rate at Rangers than Van Bronckhorst had. So why do people think that Steven Gerrard is a good manager? Because the evidence suggests otherwise. And he's had a lot of money spent, and that Villa squad is infinitely better than the one Dean Smith had. Infinitely better. Steve, Steve, it's still August, though. Let him at least settle down, put his feet underneath the table, bruv. Like, yes, they've spent a lot of money, but on, give, he, the guy to, give the guy to October or something like that. You're not acting like that. It's still August, August when you're buzzing about being top of the league. That's because we've had a good preseason as well, mate. That's because we've had a good preseason as well. That's what counts. No, I, I think he needs time. He's invested. They've allowed oh, him to oh, invest. I think he needs a bit of time. Whether he's going to be good enough, he'll be judged on that in the coming coming weeks and months. But I think you, to think that you're going to allow someone to spend the amount of money that he's spent at the football club, and then after a couple of weeks, start of the season, go, oh, he's not good enough. I think that's too quick. It's too soon. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But you know, Steve's got this agenda anyway, just because he's he's. Oh, a United, you get rid of him now. You get a competent manager in like Steve Bruce, and you actually manage to stay up because he's going to take you down on the farm that he's in. Speaking of idiots, right? Simon Jordan and Graeme Souness are on TalkSport this second trying to besmirch the good name of Lissandro Martinez, saying that someone like <laughs> Van Dyke's going to target him at set pieces. Excuse me, you pair of idiots. Van Dyke had the opportunity to target him at set pieces last week. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I think it's more right, about, cool. about the strikers and number nine's targeting him than Van Dyke. They've got, it's, it's, it's the... It's the strikers. Forget set piece. The the, the, the centre half at set piece. I think it's more about. You can't completely forget that though, because you saw what happened when he did come up against the centre half, though. So no, but what I'm saying is, is, is even Jordan, Van Dyke Van Van can't target him. Van Dyke can't target him. Van Dyke has to do with who's marking him. You don't want to put Varane on him. Yeah, but they they might switch it up though. They did it already against you. No, guys, but Van so Dyke can't say I'm going to target Martinez. He's not a centre forward. He's a centre half. Yeah. I think he means he also didn't a week ago. Yeah, he had a week ago to do it. He got they got beat 2 0. Bosh, all right, cool. So, Brentford drawing one all with Everton. Uh, like Anthony Gordon, man, if he's if he's not doing it for them, who does? Do you know what I realized quickly, guys? 
I was having a go at, you know, the fact that, um, you know, Chelsea are willing, looks like they're willing to pay 60 mil, 65 mil uh, for Anthony Gordon. I had to realise that, to me, he's not worth 65 million, but to Everton, he probably is, you know. So I, I'm starting to understand that now, if I'm to be really honest with you. He's a local I mean. kid, a local kid the, a fan's favourite now. Um, if they do lose him, who, who, who where do they go? And I think that's what Frank and Everton are saying. Unless he's six in the sixties in terms of sixty million, mm-hmm. we ain't there. Ain't nothing that in that deal <coughs> to and replace him. And I think, like like I said before, the finances nowadays is he worth sixty million? Probably not right now. Could he? Could he eventually be that? Potentially, he got a chance to do that. But this kid, he's the crown jewels at Everton at the moment, and they don't want to see him go because what that would do maybe for the morale at the football club and the fans in the stadium. So it's difficult, but. If he wants to go, he's got to go in there and show the balls to go to the manager and to the chairman. I want to leave and then see how they to deal with that. Who do you take, Rio? Sixty-five mil, Anthony Gordon, or 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 Anthony for eighty-five million pounds? What what would you go for there? I'll take Anthony. He's played at a higher level in terms of Champions League, and he's and he's 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 set. He's I think he had five assists last year in Champions League. He's got potential. Um, he's played more football, so I'd go for Anthony. Right now, okay. on the um, Gordon being worth so much as well, he's, he's worth that to him because with your mate in charge, Eric Everton, if he goes, they are looking at different set of fixtures next season. Steve, yeah. <laughs> Steve you are something you, you, relentless, aren't you? Would you sack someone in August as a chairman if they're putting the sort of performances they're doing now? Yeah. Where's the belief that they're going to turn this around? What are you seeing that's going to make them... Not only that, he's been here since November. So let's... We saw what we saw last season. He had a little bit of a new manager bounce. He's way worse than Gary Neville's. Gary Neville retired from management on a worse on a better record than this. You'd have eight managers a season, you, the way that you're talking. Nah. I just... You've got to back the right manager. The wrong decision. I shouldn't have put the the Lampard and Gerrard debate for how good they were as footballers is exactly as intense for how bad they are as managers. All right, cool. Listen, final, look, final results so the smaller teams don't get onto us. Uh, Wolves drawing one one with Newcastle. Saint Maximum with an amazing goal. Uh, never scoring for Wolves. Um, Saint Maximum. Can he do it against the smaller teams? You heard the answer this week. Yes, he can, guys. Thank you very much for watching Vibe with Five. We've got a special one coming out for you. Uh, Adebayor has agreed to come and speak with us. So please look forward to seeing this video on a Wednesday. We've got the new show with uh, David Ornstein. Amazing stuff going on. Uh, We've actually got Everton versus Liverpool happening on the weekend. We will be speaking to James Redmond. Rio is going to be giving us his insight uh, once we officially get a signing from Anthony. So you've got loads of videos to look forward to. Stephen Housen might join us if he decides to, to, you know what I mean? Are we in the studio after we beat you next week? Oh, Oh, I can't wait. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but please make sure you like, I want to be close to you. If we beat you, I want to be close and uptight and personal. I told you, I'm I'm ready, Sunglasses, yeah. Are we doing sunglasses? I'm doing everything, mate. (laughs) Make sure you like, share, comment and subscribe. Vibe with Five. We will be back soon. Peace. 